Hey guys, this is Brittany Joy Fountain. I am the founder and chief humanity officer for Brit Joy & Co. And this is the Nitty Britty Podcast. This is the podcast where we go all in on the most important and basic details of a well-executed, well-nurtured workplace culture. These are the details that nobody wants to get into because, well, humans are a mess. But y'all, that is my sweet spot. It's in that nitty gritty that we get in and we find the transformation that we not only need, we really, really want it. So if you're ready, let's get into it. Y'all, it is episode nine of the Nitty Gritty Podcast, and we are inching our way closer to the double digits. And it's just so fun. So thank you for being here. Now, Full disclosure, this is not a fancy podcast situation. I am sitting on my couch and I am talking to you through my phone, just like I would talk to any of my friends on the phone. And yeah, I likely just gave away my age there because I do still talk to people on the phone. And while I'm here running with disclosures, I might as well let you know that this is not a podcast where you're likely going to find different information than what I share on LinkedIn or Instagram or through my website or any other medium. This is just an opportunity for me to put breath behind those words. Because look, I love to write, but not everybody loves to read. Either you don't have time or the algorithm doesn't lend you my information readily. And that's fine. We're all in different seasons and we need to be able to embrace those. So for this particular season, what you're hearing is a lot of what I've already done. It's work with clients, it's life experiences, it's words and thoughts and reflections on research. And this is just an opportunity for me to be able to share that with you audibly, auditorily. Y'all, I'm going to be real honest. I mix those two up a lot. So we'll just land on whatever we landed on and act like it's fine. Are you with me? Good. With that in mind, I want to talk about planning. A post that I wrote recently said, if hope is not a strategy, proximity is not a plan. And I would also probably add to that for the purposes of this conversation, that professing is not a plan. Professing meaning to say something, to speak something. So hope is not a strategy. Proximity and professing are not a plan. What does that mean in the context of culture? Well, as most of you know, you have probably been asked to come back into the office. A lot of organizations are doing this, what was once remote work and what was praised as the productivity with remote work has come to an end. Now, full disclosure, I'm an in-office person. I love to be in office. I love the nuance that comes from both the spoken and the unspoken. Um, That probably is not surprising to you given what I do. But I also have the ability to see both sides. And I know that we were in such a period where it was so compelling for people to find a way to make it work so that you were doing this as a remote location that we started to build habits and we started to build a norm around what we were doing. And to disrupt that, to have the pendulum swing the other way, it needs to be done in a way that's compelling. Now, My question when folks were calling their employees back to the office was, what is this going to look like when they get in there? Do they have a plan to how to execute a well-connected workforce again? Or is proximity the plan? In the same breath, 
We've just entered a new year and a lot of leadership teams are putting out these statements of hope and inspiration and let's get to it to their workforce. They're talking a lot about culture and what it means to live out the values of an organization and the competitive advantage that offers. But is professing where it stops or do we actually have a plan for execution? Now, if you and I have been connected for any length of time, you know that I have a very distinct point of view of how I believe a well-executed, well-nurtured culture strategy works. One that works in a way that is both human-focused and data-informed. One that works in a way that keeps a pulse on the people and the business and our economy and society at large. One that works cross-functionally across the organization in a way that's actually weaving together the fabric of what the culture of the organization is. In my view, that is the only way that you can carry out something is to provide focus to it. All right, you're probably thinking, Britt, that's great. And that would be a really, really solid plan. But my company is not operating with that organizational structure. Yeah, I know. Most of them aren't. So I'm going to give you a couple tips on what you can do if you have people who are coming back into the office of how you can be intentional with them. And sure, that's not going to change the fabric of the entire organization, but you can impact people exactly where you are until the company at large can catch up. So if you have people in your office and you are continuing to hold Zoom calls with said people who are in the office... And if your cameras are off for said Zoom call with the people in the office, and you could smell the lunch of the people who are on said call, who are in the office with their camera off, Mm, full stop, stop the meeting. That meeting should not be happening. I mean, full stop. It sounds like a hostage situation to be able to hear somebody's breathing patterns, but not see their face. I mean, the actual recipe for disconnection and disengagement is right there. And if we have brought people back because we are seeking different results, we need to act in a different way. My suggestion to you, if this is something that you've been a part of, ask. Ask if we can hold the meeting in a collective space. Walk over to someone's desk to ask the question. Put the face, put the human behind the ask and behind the intention of whatever this meeting is about. And maybe that'll force us to consider if these meetings are even necessary. Is it necessary that all of us have blocked off time on our calendar when we're not even sharing the same space, when we can't even see each other's face? I sound like I should be on Sesame Street, but you get what I'm saying, right? These meetings might not even be necessary It might just be the habit that was formed during a time when we were trying to figure out how it is that we operate when we can't actually be together. But guess what? Now you are. So maybe we reconsider if it's even needed to begin with. If that felt like it hit a little close to home, you're not alone. So many people are trying to figure out what it looks like to gather in the workplace. How can we create connection that's meaningful for us as people and to drive the business forward? It's the yes and to all of this. These two things are not separate and sovereign. And that's what I'm here to help with. 
As always, I would love to hear from you. You can connect with me on any of the socials at Brittany Joy Fountain or on my website directly at www.brittjoy.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Nitty Britty. Until next time.